Hey, I'm Tanya, and this is a Page of My Diary podcast where I will be talking about past and current events and life experiences. And as you see in the title, I am going to be talking about the coronavirus today because that is the biggest thing that is going on um, in the entire world. The coronavirus is a pandemic, and this is the first pandemic in a long time. I talked to my dad about this and he said he ne- he's never lived through a pandemic. So it's been many years since there's been a pandemic and a pandemic is when there is a, a like a um, global illness going on. And so right now, you all know, I don't have to give you too much backstory, but the coronavirus, which is also called COVID-19, is a form of the flu. It's a virus. It's a um. It's an upper respiratory virus, and it's it's making a lot of people sick. I believe the first few cases were spotted in China, and it has spread basically all over the all over the world. Let me not say country, all over the world. And um, I know it's hit Italy and Europe really badly, um, China, and now we have many cases here in America. And so I just want to kind of talk about you know, how the coronavirus has affected my life. I know it's affecting everybody's life. Um, This is, I have never been through anything like this before. I am very taken off guard for sure. Um, And it's like turning, turning my life upside down a little bit. And I'm sure so many people will be able to relate because we have never lived through this. Most of us have never had our lives halted in such a way that it has. Um, so just a few things before I kind of get into myself. I just want to encourage everybody, go to the CDC website, go to um, listen to your local um, government officials and the statements that they're putting out on a daily basis and just follow the rules. Please follow the rules, no matter how you feel about the COVID-19 uh, and coronavirus, how you feel about it, whether you feel like you know, it's a conspiracy or it's it's extremely real. I have my own personal thoughts on it and I might touch on it. I have a few conspiracy theories. Y'all know I do, but I do want to follow the rules. I know that social distancing and quarantining, our, quarantining ourselves in our homes will drastically stop the spread of it. So please stay in, in your house, distance yourself, you know, um, Follow the laws of, about, you know, only going out when you have to work and get essentials for yourself. Wash your hands. Please wash your hands. Wash your hands after every interaction. Um, that's the biggest thing is just washing your hands. And if you are feeling sick, stay at home, quarantine yourself and call in your local doctor and then follow their rules from there. We want this thing to drastically hold. I believe, I personally personally believe we're at our peak right now. I really think we're at the peak. And so we we want to try to make it through the peak and um not have as many um people catch it as as expected. So um, you know, that's it about just the facts and you know the backstory. We, you know, everybody is tuned into the news and on social media, so we already know. You know, I I would assume everybody is keeping themselves posted daily on the coronavirus and how it's spreading and everything. I live here in North Carolina. And so the last thing I saw from our uh, Mayor Cooper, not Mayor Cooper, Governor Cooper was that um, I want to say there were four or five hundred 
cases of it, and I know um, two have died from the coronavirus. Um, so that's that's very unfortunate. And um, like he said, it's unfortunate to know that more will probably lose their lives to this um, virus. Um, more elderly are susceptible to getting it and dying because of their um, weak immune systems. And so we just want to protect our elderly and um, reach out to those communities, underserved, under, underserved communities and the elderly. We want to make sure we're gathering all the resources that we have to help those and reach out to them in whichever ways we can. And so um, this is real, y'all. Like like um, Cardi B said, and I, I always say this, I am really not a huge Cardi B fan. She says some problematic stuff. But she was right, you know, with her coronavirus, it is real. It's it's getting real. Like it's really getting real. And um, oh my God, it, it's I don't know how to feel. Like I have mixed feelings. I feel a lot of different ways. I feel like um so just with my faith and you know, my trust in God, I'm not fearful of getting the coronavirus and dying. I'm really not. I'm not scared that I'm gonna get COVID-19 and die. But I'm I am nervous. I'm um I'm a little on edge about just what's next. Like, you know, people are losing their jobs. People are having to, you know, not be able to work. Um things are shutting down. Um I hope that um because of this, you know, people who really need food and are hungry, I I mean, I can see it getting as bad as violence and rioting and I hope it doesn't get that bad but I can see it getting that bad if if we don't get a handle on this and um you know it's just kind of hard for me personally not knowing what's going to happen from day to day because you know not that I just plan my life out you know to the extreme but I kind of always have had a understanding of what my day-to-day life would be. And now it's kind of like I'm listening to the news every day to figure out what's going on. I'm keeping up with emails at my job and I'm keeping up with emails from my son's school, um, trying to figure out, you know, what's going on and what is the current status and when will things go back to normal. And so I'm, you know, I'm a little on edge sometimes and um, it can kind of cause me to have just a little bit of anxiety. Um, I'm not gonna lie, it's causing me to have a little bit of anxiety. I'm trying to deal with that, but I do feel blessed. I, I really have to say that, um, you know, just sitting it, sitting, sitting back and thinking about it, and I and I have to get back to my faith. It's just like I'm not scared for me in my house, me and LJ. As for me in my house, um, I believe in in Psalms 91. Um, I don't know the exact number of the scripture, but you know, no plague shall come near my dwelling. I believe that. We are going to be okay. I'm standing on that scripture and believing that for myself and, and my family. But um, and so I'm I, I'm just standing on that. That's where my faith lies, as well as taking the practical measures to to social distance. Me and my son are currently social distancing. Um, so you know that's that's where I'm at with that. And I also feel blessed because I still get to work. You know, as far as work. I'm getting up every morning, going to my living room, <laughs> and I'm, you know, clocking in from home, and I'm working remotely. Um, I still am blessed to be able to um, be set up to work remotely, and um, I, I'm still actually going into the office some a little bit because I work 
I work up underneath the umbrella of a of a hospital, so that institution is not going to close. And so that's basically keeping our doors open, I believe. And so I'm happy that we still the work that we do in in, in my department is um is still necessary and needed. And so um I I'm at I'm at home three days a week, and then I go into the office for half a days on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Um because it's some things that I just need to do at work to to get my job done. And so I'm just so grateful and I'm so blessed because I'm I'm telling y'all, if I didn't have my job, I'm about two, three paychecks away from being on the street. And I'm just being honest. And so I can't afford to not work. I cannot afford to not get income coming in. And so I'm grateful. I don't take it for granted. Um, I don't take it for granted at all. And And with all that to say, it's been rough <laughs> because, you know, I'm working from home. And so with me working at home, that has changed Sunday's schedule a lot. So he is out of school until the middle of May. I believe May 15th is when they're going to let children go back to school in North Carolina. And so he's out of school. And so I'm basically homeschooling. I ain't signed up for this now. Uh, shout out. To all the stay-at-home moms who who homeschool their children, y'all are the real MVPs. I don't know how y'all do it every day. Um, it's rough, you know. I I never wanted to be a teacher, and you know, getting up every day trying to make sure LJ keeps a very similar structured type of school schedule is difficult. But I'm trying. I'm doing my best, um, and I'm trying to work and simultaneously homeschool him and LJ just not feeling it at all because he don't he don't think that I should be you know teaching him he's like you ain't a teacher and it's boring that's basically what he say every day is you're not my teacher this is boring I don't want to do this and I'm just like you have to you have to do your work Jonathan you're not out of school you're basically homeschooling now and so it's been pretty tough with with that part and I and you know I personally made the executive decision to take him out of daycare temporarily because he was going to daycare after school um and the daycare is still open so I could still very well take him to daycare every day and, and work but because I want to make sure I'm social distancing him as well, I, I just don't think at this point it's wise to allow him to be um, out there with the general public um, every day. I want him to be at home for the most part. There, he can go see his grand, he can go to his grandparents' house because they watch him for me when I go to work for the four hours on Tuesdays and Thursdays. But I don't want him to go to too many places. I don't want him out in the general public. I want him to social distance as well. Um, <laughs> And so he, we, we, me and him just at the house now, like we just be in the house all day. I'm, I'm teaching him. I'm working as well. I'm trying to simultaneously do both. And I'm tired because I'm still getting up, you know, getting up and making sure I'm keep doing the, my job to the best of my ability. My supervisor has said it several times at some of our meetings. It's like, we still need to do our work with integrity. And so I want to still do you know, 40 hours worth of work, worth of work a week because, you know, I want to do my things with integrity and not, you know, not be at home slacking off. And it's not easy. You know, I'm I'm up here still. I be having my bonnet on and I be up underneath the covers a little bit with my laptop. And 
I just be wanting to lay down and take a nap, but I ca- I cannot do that. I, I absolutely cannot do that. I have to make sure that um, LJ is getting his schoolwork done, and so and we're and we're doing this all for my little bitty house. I mean, if I had a mansion, a little mini mansion, a four bedroom or something with more space, it might be a little bit better for us. But we're just in this little two bedroom that's just big enough to fit me and him. That has definitely um, flipped our lives upside down because me and LJ are always on the go. We are always on the go. LJ is at school all day. He goes to daycare in the afternoons and he spends a lot of time with his dad's side on the weekends. And then for me, I'm working all the time and I'm just always busy, you know, doing different things on the weekends, trying to hang out and have a social life, how to do my podcast. Um, and I'm also doing more things on my YouTube channel. So I'm always constantly doing things. And so this um, this pandemic has definitely slowed me down. And and I really, I, I struggle with it because some, some moments I'm like, Tanya, you need this. You need to just slow, you know, slow down, take a nap, you know, catch up on the Netflix um, series and read a book, you know, be more creative. And then sometimes it's like, man, I want to get out the house. I'm tired of being in this house. I have cabin fever. So I've been I've been going to the um, trail, the um, nature walk that I always talk about. I've been going more than I'm usually able to because I have time now. So that's been something that's getting me out the house. And then my little office days, I'm able to go to the office and then I'll go to the grocery store and overbuy things that we really don't need. But I, I can't help myself. <laughs> Um, I've been I've been cooking little meals here and there, so um, you know it, it's it's been okay. Um, we're fine, and I like I said, I feel extremely blessed and grateful that I'm still able to work and have the income. And I'm praying and hoping that most people take this seriously and um, just are mindful to practice social distancing, quarantine yourself if possible if you're feeling sick. And um, I'm trying to think if I have if I have any more thoughts on this. Um, I want Trump to go ahead and send us our little stimulus check. I know I don't think that it's a good idea personally. I think that it's going to be horrible for our uh, economy or you know our budgeting. You know I don't think we need to be spending all that money. But at the end of the day, Trump said he's gonna send some money and people do need it. I I believe it's gonna happen. So go ahead and send me my little stimulus uh, package because I'm definitely going to deposit it into my account and use it because I need it. I ain't never going to turn no money down. I personally feel like despite everything I just said, not not dismissing anything I just said, but just me thinking a little more deeper into it, I do feel like this is a political move one. I feel like, um, you know... The government puts, they put viruses out there. They put these diseases out there. I mean, I, I think we have to understand that they put these things out there. And um, this is a move to make Trump, you know, portray him in a better light because I do believe we're going to get through this and we're going to get through this. And Trump is the president at the time. So, you know, after we get through this and we're on the other side, He's going to be shown in a different light, more of a hero, heroic light, hero, more as a hero, a savior, sort of. 
And, ugh, you know, Trump don't even know what he'd be talking about half the time. But that's the light that he will be displayed in. That's how, you know, the media will portray him for the most part. And so this is definitely a political move. I don't think it's no coincidence that right around the time that, you know, um, the Democrats were doing their Super Tuesdays and, you know, Biden and um, Bernie Sanders were the two, you know, last contenders and they were all over the news um, and that was going on. And now all of a sudden this whole pandemic is happening and we're not even talking about Bernie. We're not talking about Biden. We're not talking about the presidential election like we were. And um, it's really it's, this is really taking the, the light off of that. And it's just putting it on Trump. And I think because of this pandemic, the presidential election is not going to be as sensationalized and push to the forefront as it usually would be because we're going to still be concerned about this. And that's unfortunate. Um, and I don't want y'all to be mad at me for saying this, but I'm a political science major and I still read a lot of um, news um, articles and I do a lot of research about politics and the interworkings of it. And I personally think that we're going to have Trump for another four years. I believe this is really going to help him win the 2020 election. I really do. And I'm sorry to tell y'all that, but I really can foresee that. And I just also think that this is a, um, this is also just like propaganda and capitalism at its finest. It's like that the media has, has sensationalized this thing to the point where people are really going out here overspending buying surplus because they're panicking and so at the end of the day um people are still pouring money into the economy they're jacking prices up on things like tissue hand sanitizer which which is generally not expensive but because it's it's so scarce now they are jacking the prices up on it and you know they're the food is just getting going constantly at the grocery stores walmart the dollar stores um, even the, even the, um, like the pharmacies, like Walgreens and stuff, I went into a Walgreens and it was like the shelves were empty and it's just like, so it's still money being made. I want people to understand that capitalism is playing a huge part in this and the propaganda that's just being pushed out there in the media and the fear tactics. And I seen a, um, quote on Instagram or Facebook, I can't remember. And it made a lot of sense to say that the same people that sell the fear and sell the pain they sell the peel. And so um, also just looking at it from a, you, you know, more of a political perspective um, or a socialist, socialism perspective, it's just like, um, you know, big pharmacies and the, the medical field is a big source of income and revenue for America. And so, you know, they're going to create a vaccine for this. That's going to, that's the next steps. And, that's that's going to be more money. You know, people are going to be paying to get this vaccine. And it's just like the more people that are sick, the more money that can be made. And that's really unfortunate. It's like we need sick people so money can keep coming in. And so I just want us to, you know, think about this in another light as well. Like really deep, really think deep about these things. And um, and then when you know this information, pray about it. You know, all these different things that I think about it, like some of these conspiracy theories, I just have to pray about it. Like, okay, Lord, <laughs> okay. I see this for what it is now. Help me to um, navigate through this craziness. Um, I just really don't trust the government. I just really don't. America 
historically is built on so much trash, 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 trash. America is trash and we're just built on capitalism, murder, genocide, exploitation, and and anything to keep us in power, um, anything to keep us in power, even if it's horrible, America partakes in. And that stuff just makes me sick to my stomach. And I think this is just another example. And I'm not just saying America because this is a global pandemic. So I think just big, um, I'm trying to think of the word. Um, I just think the rich and the the people who got all the money, who hold the purse strings, who have all the power, um, they're definitely in on this for sure. And I'm gonna say this one one more thing, and then I'm I'm gonna get out of here. Um, I need to I need to go to sleep because I got to get up and go get on the couch and clock in at eight o'clock in the morning. So um, Cardi B said it, and I don't. I Cardi B is crazy, but she had a really good point with this. She said. It just really doesn't make a lot of sense how or it just doesn't add up how a lot of these celebrities have been coming out saying that they didn't have any symptoms, but they got tested for the coronavirus and were positive for it. And, you know, I know some of them were saying that they did it because they were around somebody that that they found out had it or because they had been traveling. But I still find it a little sketchy as to how you wouldn't have any symptoms. Like you don't, you're not even sick and you would think like, oh, let me just go ahead and get tested for it. Like that, that kind of don't make sense to me. Um, I also, I also find it funny um, how I don't, and I, and this is probably HIPAA. So I could probably be thinking too deep into it. I haven't seen any um, like form of a positive, like somebody being positive, like a, like a, like a form that documents to say, tested positive you know what i'm saying what does that look like on paper and, and even the deaths like um i haven't heard about you know we haven't heard about the names of the people who are dying i don't know if that is supposed to be confidential um i don't understand it just seems like even though this thing has been put out in the media so much it's still a lot of secrecy behind it and it's it's not a lot of transparency still to me it's kind of weird so I don't know. Y'all tell me what y'all think about it. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, comment down below and let me know. Like, how do you, what do you think about the coronavirus? Um, what are your, you know, your own personal thoughts on it? Um, I would love to hear. So um, that's it. That's all. You know, I'm tired of the coronavirus. I'm tired of quarantining. I just did a whole bunch of horrible TikTok videos. I can't dance, but I'm so bored that I'm gonna keep learning how to do TikTok on the weekends with my little sister. And you know, I, I'm trying not to gain no weight sitting here with all this food. So I've been working out, but I just eat. So I don't know if it's even, you know, I don't know. <laughs> and I'm a teacher now. And it's real out here for us homeschool teachers. We are not okay. Check on us. We are not okay. <laughs> but that's all I have to say about the coronavirus for tonight. Um, I'm going to get into my icebreaker and then I'm going to get on out of here. And so the icebreaker for tonight is a fun icebreaker. The icebreaker is one got to go for quarantine. If you're on quarantine and you can only have four items, essential items, one got to go. So one got to go. Tissue, hand sanitizer, the television, or snacks. So one got to go. 
tissue, hand sanitizer, the television, or snacks, your quarantine snacks. And so, let me, okay, so I'm going to just name the things that I'm going to keep and like what's going to stay. So the number one thing that's going to stay for me for sure, for sure, is um, my snacks first. So the first thing that I'm that's not leaving is my quarantine snacks and food. I got to eat. Me and LJ, we got to eat. We not got to be sitting up in this house for days on end, weeks on end, maybe even months on end. We ain't got the snacks that we need. One, LJ ain't going to let me live without no snacks. I got to keep him snacked up. But for me, too, it's like I ain't about to be sitting around this house and I'm hungry. So my quarantine snacks are going to stay. I think the next thing for me would have to be the tissue, even though I think people overdid it with going about so much tissue. I do understand. I do not want to be up in my house and I run out of tissue. Um, I mean, if I absolutely had to, I, you know, you know, I go get some paper, some little newspaper. Well, I'm talking about going to get some newspaper. Like I don't even have newspapers laying around here, but I mean, I'll use a leaf. I'm not too good to do it, but that is like the last resort. I mean, I do want to be able to wipe my behind. So I'm going to have to keep my tissue. The tissue going to stay too. I need tissue and I need my snacks. And then with the hand sanitizer and the TV, this is kind of hard because I, I've i been keeping hand sanitizer. Like, I keep hand sanitizer. I want to have hand sanitizer because I'm still getting up, driving, going to work, coming back. Enter you. You're going to buy groceries. You're you're out here still a little bit. And I just want to keep making sure I ha- I'm having hand sanitizer on my hands when I can't immediately wash my hands. You know what I'm saying? And I'm making sure LJ has it. Um, But... I mean, if I was just stuck in the house and I couldn't leave my house at all, then that means that I could just wash my hands at the sink with open water. Um, and then with the TV, so I don't want, I don't really like, for me, I really do not watch a lot of TV. I don't, I do, but I don't. It's like, I I will connect my cell phone to my, my YouTube, to my smart TV and I'll watch stuff on YouTube. So that really means that I can watch my phone like, the biggest um, channel that I watch the most is YouTube. Is I, I I love to watch things on YouTube, but when it comes to like Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus, I have my moments where I'm like kind of caught up into a show. But for the most part, I I fall asleep on the TV. Like the TV is watching me. So um, oh, one gotta go. I think. I could let the TV go and keep the hand sanitizer. I still think the hand sanitizer is very important. The TV can go because I can watch my phone. I can watch stuff on my phone. Um, Everything that I need to, like anything that's entertaining for me, I can just look at it on my phone. And I'm, like I said, I don't watch much TV. I'm a nerd. So I have a whole bunch of books and I would just keep myself busy reading. So the TV can go for me when it comes to quarantine essentials. Um, and so that's it. I don't have anything more to say. Um, I hope you all are staying safe, practice social distancing and washing your hands. And thank you for tuning in to this episode. Um, subscribe to me on all platforms. If you haven't subscribed to me on YouTube, I'm on iTunes and Spotify. And if you want to find me on social media, I'm Latanya Yarbrough on Facebook and at Page of My Diary on Instagram. And I will talk to you next week. Bye.